How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. The truth is, I am Iron Man. Wherever I go, he goes. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Hey, y'all, welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Luke Goosens for the most of this pod today. We're joined by Ross Cutsford later on, probably an hour in. This is going to be a long pod. We're talking Mandalorian Chapter 16, the finale. We're talking full spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. That's your warning right there. There's going to be full spoilers. Welcome all our new listeners. I know this one's going to have a lot of new listeners given it's the finale Thank you all, everyone else who's been listening this entire season. Appreciate y'all. If you're new, go catch up. We have seven episodes prior to this. Last season, we did chapters one through eight as well. Plus, we do Star Wars all throughout the year. This is largely a Star Wars pod mixed in with some other stuff, Game of Thrones, whatever is the big thing. But right now, it's been Star Wars. Appreciate the support all season. Make sure to drop reviews and ratings on Apple. Even if you use Spotify, man. I know you probably have an iPhone. You can go leave a review or rating. So go do that. Shout out everyone. Thank you. All right. So this intro, what do you think about the intro? Intro scene, the cold opening. Yeah, cold opening. Um, yeah, not that cool, dude. <laughs> no lies. I guess it was fine. All right. So y'all just track down somehow. Why is this guy, if he's so important, that he's off in one shit by himself out? But I guess we got to keep in mind that the Empire is very not secure these days. We've seen Mando blow up like three bases in the span of two seasons. So he's probably... How do they not know about this guy? At this point, you would be on the hit list that, oh, there's these Mandos, this Mandalorian who's doloing it fucking shit up. And you have Bo-Katan and her crew are still are going and attacking. It makes sense they would come together eventually. Din Djarin, Mando, Pedro Pascal, he's not necessarily intentionally going at the empire but it's what has just become and they're totally targeted so their their ideas align they both want to get rid of the empire yeah and here we finally see that he's starting to wield his spear on his back this idiot talking shit about alderaan alderaan shit what an asshole that's why it just did well it just didn't do it for me and he's saying all this shit it seems kind of out of character why are you saying that to a woman that has a gun to your dome. And and in Jaren's gun is to your dome too. It's 2v1 and you're talking shit now. It just seemed out of place to me. Yeah, all you need is this ship. So if I'm Kara Dune, I don't give a fuck about this guy. You sure we can get... I guess they did get some more information out of him. You already know where the coordinates are. Yeah. That was probably the first time in the show though we've seen where she someone just blapped the guy anyway if he was making all the threats and they still just shot him. I don't know why more people don't do that. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Just blap. And, okay, so you know what I was going to say, though, is I was a little off. I thought that the Mandalorians were going to come save them, but they teamed up at the beginning. There was still there was still a bailout, deuce ex machina, to come through and save everything, save the day. But we can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Because I feel like that's going to be the whole conversation once we get to that one. I like Mando and Boba team up, bro. I'm into it. I hope that they somehow in that Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett show that Din Djarin's in it. It must have been so crazy to see all these random Mandalorians walking into this bar. Imagine being someone at that bar, dude. You're like, okay, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you see, you can just see they people in the background skirting, man. No, I'm out, yeah. dude. 
that's hilarious. I didn't even notice that until right now. That would be me, man. Like, nope. These guys are armored up. <laughs> I know, me neither. And it's funny because th- these guys, the girl on the left, the I don't know her name. I can't remember, Koska Reeves or something like that. Damn, she was talking shit to Boba, though. Back to tank. You'll be fucking face Luke Skywalker after fighting a Wampa. Mm. I had qualms about <laughs> not this scene, but. Can I explain one thing right here, just for everyone and the listeners? When she says, I've heard your voice a thousand times, it's because in the animated shows that she's worked with clones. Well, I just want to jump ahead, dude. Uh, what's her name? Red hair? Sorry. bo This girl right here. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Yeah. Kind of a baddie. Yeah, kind of a baddie, but it didn't make sense to me. Why is Bo-Katan, when she first meets Mando, she's like, oh, you're just a, you wear your helmet all, all the time. You're a radical. Crazy guy. You know? Yeah, radical. Yeah. All of a sudden, Moff Gideon's like, you can't take the, you can't take the sword with, without beating him. It's the legend. It's the story. Isn't that just, just as radical as him wearing his fucking helmet? 100%, man. That's such a great point. It didn't correlate to me. This is definitely a Ross question because he watched the animated show in entirety. I feel like what it is is that you have to win you have to win the Darksaber, which would mean to me that Moff Gideon beat her fair and square and got it. Maybe that's why she didn't go looking for him on the ship. Maybe she's scared. So this is what I remember here. I'm going to tell you, but this is like not complete information because we definitely need Ross for this complete question. But in the animated show, from what I remember is that Darth Maul had the Darksaber at one point. Darth Maul's kind of a scrub. He gets beat by a lot of people. But this girl <laughs> ended up giving... <laughs> He's kind of trash, man. He got beat by a Padawan, for one, too. He got beat by Obi-Wan. But anyway... But Obi-Wan's like kind of goaded, dude. He's pretty top tier, right? He was pretty raw as a Padawan. Okay, I should not disrespect... Obi-Wan like that. Like that was just enough warrant to become a Jedi Knight. You beat a Sith Lord, fuck doing the Jedi trials, bro. You're a Jedi Knight now. Come on. You beat the first Sith Lord in a thousand (laughs) years. Here you go, man. Title. We're giving you a Padawan. Whatever. Take Anakin. So we can't disrespect Obi-Wan. I shouldn't have done that. But what I'm saying is, dude, he still lost to a Padawan, technically in title. But I don't remember how Bo-Katan got it. I don't know the exact thing. I feel like Sabrine Wren just gave Bo-Katan the sword. I don't think that she earned it anyway. So I'm kind of confused also that why she's all like, oh, yeah. fuck, I got to beat Mando for this shit now. Relax. Yeah, dude. So I'm wondering if in the animated show, if that is the same lore for the sword. I, dude, I, it, it kind of seems like a retcon a little bit to me, but I haven't watched. Dude, there's like a, there's so many episodes of The Clone Wars. I've watched a bunch, man, but there's, there's just some storylines that I didn't see all the way through. And there's the Rebels TV show mm-hmm. that I've never watched. I've never watched that. We'll see if I get around to it. Yeah, that's tough. Where are we at? We're now we're at the chase scene. Where they're coming into the ship. Yeah, this was this was fine. I didn't have any issues with this. It was fine. Like decent plan to sneak in. You steal a ship. We saw that's a callback to Return of the Jedi. They did that. They stole a ship, got onto Endor. Same thing. We're seeing that again. They crash landed in Bo-Katan. Do they always launch in these tubes, the TIE Fighters? I feel like I rem- like TIE Fighters coming out in squads, you know, not just one at a time. I liked that launch out that you're talking about. That was pretty cool. That was pretty kick-ass. I was into the that. The scene where he's where it's like the TIE Fighter view of him just like shooting out was kind of cool. Out. Yeah, I like that. Also a little bit inefficient. 
Did you think? Yeah. What if you like? What if you were just a little bit like, off? You know. <laughs> You just are not straight all the way and you go straight in that wall and cause an explosion and they're just picking up the next ship. Yo, you're up and you got to fly through that too. Good point, man. If you're under tor- turmoil and your ship's getting bombed, your ship's getting attacked by a bunch of enemy fighters and you can only launch one fighter at a time. You're bottleneck, don't you think? You're getting you're gonna get fucked. Maybe this kind of ship is not meant to be... It's like a stealth ship. It seems smaller, right? So maybe it's a class of Star Destroyer that's not meant to be on the front line. I don't oh, know. I'm talking maybe. through, but I'm yeah, saying like... Because right. it, it it's not your classic Star big Destroyer. Big-ass Star Destroyer, because those are probably... At this point, those are probably all destroyed or they're gone, you know, yeah, like in that. it seems smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't even seem like the ones that Palpatine had. Palpatine in... The Rise of Skywalker had what, like a, th- I mean, we don't need to talk about it, but it had like a thousand real Star Destroyers. This is like a small class of that. So I, maybe it makes sense that they, this is what they had to work with. They had that, ba- you know, they were, were walking through that scene where they're just walking through the tower and there's that ground under it. It seems like a different kind of Star Destroyer, smaller class to me. So maybe they don't have as much, and we know they don't have as much troops on it too. So Less t- TIE fighters, more of like a support ship, I guess. Not like your big Star Destroyer. That's a good point. I didn't think of it like that. Dude, I was kind of surprised. Ah, dude, honestly, it was just kind of... I feel almost bad for the stormtroopers, dude. They just get slaughtered, like slaughtered, <laughs> dude. The scene we just watched where Bo-Katan just like flew up out of nowhere and just... <laughs> Like gun all of them, ten of them down. That was sad. That's what I'm saying. All we talked about this before. All I want to see is more creative ways to kill stormtroopers at this point. Because if you're going to make them literally useless, then keep getting creative. Because <laughs> it gets so it it almost feels repetitive at some points where you're just seeing them get iced. I know, dude. I wasn't hyped about this scene at all. Where the the ladies are just rolling through the ship. Fennec Shand, because you could see that she was very nimble. And I thought that was this was decent, but these stormtroopers are such idiots too that it's like running through a video game on very easy, not on the wall. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, man. Yeah, it's just how do you kill these stormtroopers, man? Get creative. So, but the dark troopers actually was into that. They, but anyway, Did you like, like that? that's like dubstepy soundtrack. Oh, dude, that's what I was going to say, man. When he put on like that rope, I'm about to turn up the fucking volume because that was the first part in this episode where the music to me really elevated. His music always does, but this scene where the music elevated and I was like, damn, this is the most crazy shit I've ever heard in Star Wars. This robotic rock sound. Crazy, man. Yeah, it kind of threw me off, dude. You didn't like it? It was only for 20 seconds, though, so it was fine for me because it was just when they were powering up. There was a couple different scenes, though, where they were wubbing. (laughs) Wubbing. Dude, I'm just hating on this entire episode right now. Did you not like it? (laughs) It's right, dude. This was a cool scene. Mando 1v1 versus... I like this scene with the the scene where he's fighting the Dark Trooper one-on-one. Yes, because that really established, man, these guys are formidable. He had to use his Beskar, exactly. which is destroys anything, essentially, it seems like. So <laughs> he was getting pounded in, bro. It was like him fighting a Terminator there. Dude, dude, he probably has like 17 concussions. 
He has to have no brain cells by this point in the show. Dude, his head's just probably rattling in that filament. Rattle. <laughs> yeah, Rattle. man. Even with Beskar steel, <laughs> dude, you have to be hurting when that, your neck, the pressure, there has to be something there, right? Yeah, exactly, dude. right, dude? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just going like, you're sliding around in there. <laughs> that bar behind them was bending in. Yeah, he's a tough-ass dude, man. That's what I'm saying. He should have played football, man. He would have made it to the NFL in America because he can take <laughs> hits and still wear it, man, be ready to he go. Because he's he right here nimble as fuck. Maybe he should have been in boxing or MMA. <laughs> boxing, yeah, but he got the helmet, man. That helmet has to be... It has to just be so cushioned, man, that... That's what I was thinking. It's got to be some, like, otherworldly cushioned. Yeah. That part right there where they just got sucked out at that moment in the show when they all got vacuumed out, I was like, oh, my God, they have to come back. Please come back because you cannot go out like a bitch like that. <laughs> right, dude. I was like, how is it that easy? <laughs> I was thinking, how is it that easy? You have to watch them just piece all these stormtroopers again for the rest of this episode. Come on, dude. Give us something here. That's what I was thinking at that moment when the, when the dark troopers got sucked out because stormtroopers are fucking useless, dude. Oh, dude. That was savage. The neck snap. He stabbed the savage. fuck out of that guy. Broke the other dude's neck. Right. Pretty, pretty kick-ass. That was a good Mandalorian moment. That he was- walks in, dark saber out. I was like, oh, lit. We're at a good point here in this episode. Baby Yoda looks all fucked up. Grogu from man being experimented on and stuff. Poor guy. Ugh. He's just tired, dude. He's like, oh man, my, my guy came through, but I'm tired. Yeah, it looks like he's bags under his eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this scene was a pretty cool scene. Too too short. The listeners, right now, we're at the point where it's Moff Gideon with the standoff against Mando. He puts the gun down. This guy has spies everywhere, though. I was trying, I was telling my buddy that. I was like, we've seen him been spying since episode what was that five he's been spying on mm-hmm. mando he's probably known even maybe i bet he, i wouldn't be surprised if he's known sooner where he was going to be just trying to time so it right wouldn't you think that he, he'd have he'd have a good plan because he knew he probably would have known that they were going to attack him he had to know remember he tipped him off bro he straight up called him and was like called him on the hologram and said hey man i'm coming john wick style be ready yeah and he knew right off the bat when that ship came in and Boba Fett was firing at him, like he had to know that that ship was there. So he was immediately like, send the, send the TIE fighters out. <laughs> so he didn't look necessarily stupid up until this point. Here's what I'll give him. Giancarlo Esposito, they didn't give him the best dialogue, I feel. And he still sells anything. He's such a good actor. Yeah, they didn't give him good dialogue. But he, you're right, he is a good actor. He's a really good actor. And I think he just was like, I want to be in Star Wars and you're going to give me a lightsaber. Sign me up. He hyped it up. Didn't he say he was going to have some like legit powers or something? And he teases stuff and all. Well, we saw him do that in The Boys too. Remember? He has the power to get captured hell easy too. <laughs> I know, man. He's, he, he gasses up his characters for real, man. <laughs> Only them to, to just be such boners. He was carrying the hype for Mandalorian for a while on his back. He was doing every interview and saying, dude, crazy shit. Not That's not even a diss of him, that like more actors should have been doing it, especially just because he's a supporting actor. But I like that. Right there, he sold that part. He actually made Mando think that, okay, yeah, take the kid, man. I feel like he sold that really well. I mean, I didn't trust him, but 
Mando believes everyone, man. I feel like I legitimately remember you being like, oh, yep. So now he's got a Beskar spear. So it's going to be yeah, his showdown. Fire face off. <laughs> Made sense. Made him put his gun down. It was set up for it. I'm surprised he didn't tell him to put down the Beskar sword. Spear. Maybe that's why Mando did it because he knew he had the Beskar with him too. Yeah. He's a bounty hunter, dude. He has shit off his sleeves. Yeah, exactly. He always has backup stuff. Even when he said, oh, I know your your shit's not on your your wrist anymore. He's like, well, I still have this thing behind his back. He always has a backup plan. We've seen that a few times, except for that episode where he just randomly forgot his fucking jetpack the entire episode. Still unforgivable moment in Mandalorian history. Well, he has a back. He's got it back, but <laughs> he's carrying it around in this building. He's When's he going to use it in here? <laughs> out of nowhere. Right. So... Still, yeah, that's still seen whatever, man. But I, I, I did like their little one-off there. I like seeing because I think the man, when they use the armor, that shows, hey, dude, they are meant to fight Jedi. They were designed. Their outfit is designed for this. They were built for this. Yeah. And this is just some fucking ISB officer who got, who took over, Moff Gideon. He's not Force-sensitive or anything. He's just swinging a lightsaber, dude. I know. Yeah, we already talked about this. I didn't really get this scene, man. Just take the fucking lightsaber, bro. You made right? a deal. All of a sudden, now she's like radical. <laughs> exactly, dude. That that is such it a great make point sense to me. He's so hard with his helmet, and she's so open to taking her helmet off, do all this stuff, and then oh, now you're gonna honor this all of a sudden. And I really do think in the old canon that she didn't beat anyone for it. It was kind of given to her then too. So she already, she's only just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> so she sucks. <laughs> yeah, like it's his by right, bro. He beat her. Make him, make him the new Mandalore. I'm in. Let's see the, let's see Din Djarin become Mandalore. I don't know where else they're going to go with this show. <laughs> what does her headband do? I think it's just to help with the helmet. Like when you put your helmet on so your hair doesn't get in your face. That's what I thought, at least. You don't think so? Yeah, but when you... I don't know. Her companion doesn't have one of those. This music right here. <laughs> Bro has been to, he's been to some shows. Ludwig is 100% like just gotten fucking <laughs> mollied out and gone to a show before. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> Ludwig. Ludwig just getting geeked out. Okay, so we're at the point. We can talk about this. I'm going to turn my volume down because I. The, what I will say though, Here's one thing I'll say about the score when Luke shows up is that they should have gave his classic sounds. Everyone knew who it was him. Yeah, I know, dude. The X-Wing. Who else is going to be? Who else is going to roll up solo in X-Wing, man? That's it. Everyone. And Cara Dune, how do you not know who my guy is? You're in the, you were in the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, dude. Her Josh should have like dropped or something. Good point, dude. As soon as you see the green lightsaber, I'm thinking, oh, fuck yeah, this is Luke Skywalker, bro. We just got Luke Skywalker rolling in, dog. We're fine. You know, that's what I'd be thinking. This guy blew up a Death Star. That's all I'd be thinking. You'd have to know about him if you're Carrie Dune. You'd have to know at least her. She's got, she's all guns up when he walks in. I'm like, what, woman? Come on. Yeah, dude. Fuck, I didn't think about that. No lies, though, dude. When I saw the X-Wing... I smiled. I cracked a smile. I was like, "Yep, they fucking did it. It wouldn't have made any. It wouldn't have made any sense if it was anyone else. It wouldn't have made any sense. I've been saying that for a few episodes. If it wasn't Luke, who the fuck else is it gonna be? Unless it's Ahsoka. But like you said, dude, doesn't that mean Baby Yoda just dies? 
<laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot. I'll explain. I'll explain in a bit. But Moff's big ass grin. He's such like a fucking goofy uh, cartoon villain. He does a really good cartoon villain. That's what I see Giancarlo Esposito, Esposito as in this episode. Not like a legit formidable. There's zero chance he's the real villain in the show, right? Thrawn has to be, or wherever this all of these shows are going, it has to be Thrawn, because. This guy's a scrub. I thought he was a real villain for a while. They got us, man. The first half. I didn't realize he was such a scrub. I mean, they just took his entire ship in 10 minutes. Yeah, and even a couple episodes ago, it was just three of them or four of them. They rolled in with the extra Mando, which I wonder why he wasn't here. Surprised they didn't. Why, like, why would the other Mando not be with him? Oh, right there, dude. Well, on the screen, when I saw the X-Wing rolling, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was stoked. I was stoked, I'll admit it. And alone, baby, when Grogu peeps up and he knows that like, oh, dude, someone just, we got a force user coming in here. He could feel it. I liked that they showed Luke in his prime, legit prime. After Return of the Jedi, he's been out yeah. searching for for holocrons and Slaying. all kinds of Jedi shit for five years, going Jedi ham on some people probably. Dude, I was into that. Like, I, If it was anyone else, I would have been underwhelmed. Do you know what I mean? And I don't even know if I necessarily loved it. I think it makes sense in the storyline. I did like it, man. Like even right here, even right here, you don't know yet 100%, I guess, but you know, you know, it's Luke because of the X-Wing. But right when they show his green lightsaber right here, I was like, oh, my boy is back 100%. And this scene (laughs) reminded me it pretty much was the exact same, not the exact same scene, but it parallels the Rogue One scene with Darth Vader when he's icing all those fucking rebels, bro. Even the part where he lights up his lightsaber when it's all green in the hallway and you see it, I'm like, oh, that's my boy, dude. That's my boy. Yeah, it just looks so deliberate. Yeah, where, dude, he's just zoning. You are never going to be him. We just actually saw these dark troopers be formidable and they came back. They got lit out in space, came back no problem. And he went through and pieced him. Grogu with his hand on the little window. I like this. This right here is the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, he's like, Dada. He's That's like, Dada. oh man. That's who I've been looking for right here. Okay, this scene right here. This is the rebel scene from Rogue One where he's icing guys. And at the very end when he force chokes or he crushes that last droid, same shit that Darth Vader did to that rebel. Same shit. That was savage. So you think the dude that did that scene and the dude that did this scene's the same guy? No, I think that they were like, we're going to do a sweet parallel because that Rogue One scene was the best Darth Vader scene ever. And we're going to show Luke being a savage dude, crushing droids like they're nothing. They're literally practice for him. The scene was great. I did like I did like that they showed him being Luke Skywalker. The Luke that I would picture, that all this shit would be so easy to him that he pieced Darth Vader. This is five years after that. He's going to be that guy. He's probably almost a Jedi Master at this point. Yeah. Or it's a true, true Jedi Knight prime. You know, this is his prime, 100%. And he seems so he, stoic. He's mm-hmm. That's the scene I'm talking about, though, right here. Walking in. That's the parallel to the Darth Vader scene. I'll send you a picture later. And I like that it reflects off Dinjarin's armor. This is where <laughs> this is where it starts to get where I was like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> he looks so he looks R2 all right, D2 right here. R2D2 too. I like that though. 
I like seeing R2-D2 and probably getting all excited because then he recognized it's like the same species as Yoda. Oh, yeah. This fan service, all this shit right here makes sense in the story to me. It makes sense that Yo- that Luke would find him. It doesn't make sense that Baby Yoda and Grogu didn't show up in the trilogy anymore. But fuck it, dude. Like I said, bring in Luke. Bring in everyone. Bro, you could still bring back Mace Windu. I don't care. Just do something fucking crazy at this point. Like we've been saying. <laughs> bring back Mace Windu. He looks all right right here. That scene right that that he shot did. right there with Luke like, looked okay. But you know it's Mark Hamill, so it's it's throwing you off. It's like Irishman, bro. You know, like when you were watching the Irishman, something ain't right, man. <laughs> the voice was, sounded off. The voice sounded like his young self again. His voice has changed in his life for sure. Mark Hamill has more of like a grungly you you think his voice sounded off from like even the originals? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sound like someone else. This scene is the best scene in The Mandalorian so far. This moment where he reaches up and he touches his helmet and then he takes off his helmet and they got the score and they're mixing both of their scores, but it's a lot of Grogu's score in the background. And he goes up and touches his face, dude. I thought that was such a good Star Wars moment. I really did. He broke his whole code for this guy to see who he is. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good scene. But it did seem like a lot of fan service. <laughs> you know, like Luke coming out of nowhere, just fucking saving the day, and R2-D2 coming out of nowhere. This moment in all of that with these characters, Grogu and Din Djarin, like, you know they have that connection. And I love when R2 popped out of nowhere here, man. I love R2, man. Such a good character. I feel like he got sidelined a lot in the sequel trilogy. He's got a thing for droids. This whole season, man, was fan service. Last season was very... They did the Darksaber. That was pretty much the only fan service I really remember. And this season was like, bro, we're giving you fucking fan service. And then we're launching four shows out of it. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I like all that aspect though, man. I think Mm. it makes a lot of sense. If it wasn't Luke Skywalker, I don't know who it would be that... If it's this guy Ezra... Dude, come on. No one knows who that is. This was the biggest payoff. This was bad. His face when he... He looks like a video game character right here. When he says, may the force be with you. Yeah, you're right. I think that they did it this way that... <laughs> oh, man. Kara Dune's arms are fucking huge. <laughs> stacked. I really liked the end of this episode. Even, even though how shaky Luke looked, I still was really into it and I thought it made sense. And I think that they didn't kept recast him. The whole time that you saw Luke fighting, I was like, damn, that's Sebastian Stan. Man, they really did it. They got Sebastian Stan in the show and they kept that under wraps somehow. But I think it makes sense that they... It was? No, no, it wasn't. It was Mark Hamill's face. It was Mark Hamill's face and voice put on to some guy. I don't know who it was. (laughs) Body double. But what I thought... I think that they did this because they didn't want this to leak because this is the only detail that didn't leak about the entire season. Boba Fett leaked so fast. Bo-Katan leaked. Everyone leaked. Like everything that was going to happen this season was pretty much known. Hmm. But that was not something. And then Mark Hamill got the credit too, so. Oh, he did? Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, we can talk. What do you think about the post-credit scene too? I knew you, I think that was the moment when I texted you guys where I was like, oh man, Luke's going to actually be hyped about this part right here. <laughs> Bro, so is he like a hut lord now? He's like a drug lord, man. I'm really into that idea that Boba Fett did his honorable thing and now he's like, I'm just going to go fucking take over Tatooine and start some war out 
in the outer rim, man, because the huts are powerful, man, and they were based out of Tatooine. So this is him just saying, I'm going to fucking be that kind of guy now, that drug lord. So the fat dude that's on the throne now, Jabba's old. Yeah, what's his name? Bib, Bib Fortuna. Yeah, he got thick, man. Is that just what happens? Is fucking Boba about to get Boba squared? <laughs> I know, man. He's already kind of like Boba thick a little bit. He's going to become big, big boy. Nah, the thing with him is he's more hands-on than these guys. Like, they had people go do all their shit for him, and I feel Boba's like, I'm going to be the one who's going to kill this dude. So he'll get he'll mm. keep active at least. He's not going to be sitting in that chair 24-7. I'm into it. Bible of Boba Fett or Book of Boba Fett or whatever. Give me it. Give me that miniseries. Boba. Boba. I thought you were dead. Yeah. I want <laughs> I thought you were dead. Me too, man. We all thought that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was into that shit. They even showed these ugly ass green guys again. Is this guy Ben yeah. Fortuna? Is he a Twi'lek or what is he? I don't know. I thought that was what that one chick was. The blue girl is 100% Twi'leks. A Twi'lek. Yeah, so he's... No, he's a different race. Yeah, he's kind of in that... He's similar. No, it's different. It's a different race, I think. Let's see. I'm going to look it up because I'm actually really curious what this race is. The Book of Boba T. He's a Twi'lek. Damn, so you're either just ugly ass, ugly guy, or you're beautiful or a Jedi. Shout out Ayla Sakura. Or maybe all the males just look ugly as fuck like that, and all the females are kind of like blue babes. That prison guy was pretty fucking ugly too, but the other Twi'let girl, I don't know, man. She was kind of... Remember that episode, the prison episode where they were doing the breakout? Oh, yeah. There was the a Twi'let girl on that. <laughs> yeah, she's a buck yeah. So that's it. You're either just crazy and... I don't know, man. <laughs> he just blaps that guy, though. I love that. I thought you were dead. Blap. Fuck off, guy. <laughs> no, you did now. Right. And he just throws that body off, man. I love it. And it mm. like hits the camera for a second. Dude, phenomenal part right there. Bro's just posted up in this chair. She's kicking back on some, I don't know, looks like some ever it looks like some Windex shit, man. Everclear and got some blue Kool-Aid in there. On some drink. Yeah. <laughs> Getting lit, dude. I'm into it. The book of Boba Fett. Give me that. The book of the Boba. Give it to Robert Rodriguez and let him do his thing, man. All I want is Boba Fett smashing heads. Yeah. And dropping those bombs on people. Give me that. That's all I want. I'm more excited for that than maybe the Mandalorian season three at the moment. At the moment. What's the name of that creature that's below the fucking hut, hut palace? Oh, the rancor dog, man. Rancor. He's dead, though. They killed that guy. Luke. Oh, oh yeah, Luke killed his ass. That's a good game. kill for Luke. Good kill oh. for Luke. And that was young in his career. Oh, he was kind of raw at that point still. Very early Jedi Knight-esque. Basically two and a half, three years of training maybe. Four years okay. maybe. Four years. He was about four years into his training at that point. Pretty raw still, I'd say. Right now, Luke is about nine years in. And you know what's crazy is that he's actually quicker to being... He's better than Anakin was because the gap between episode one and two, I think is like, what, 16 years? Something like that, right? 10, 12 years. So even a less time than between this and A New Hope. This is nine years after A New Hope. 
where we're at in the story. So he's been a Jedi for a decade. This episode, I know you said that you think that there was a lot of fan service, but this one to me made sense to the story. It really did to me that this is the only Jedi I would see picking up Krogu. Yeah. Here's my thing too. So he's 50 now. The sequel trilogy with Rey and all that shit, that's another 20 years after this moment right here. 20 years. So... I think he's trained by then. He's probably gone. He probably wasn't one of the students that was killed. And even oh. if... Go for it, sorry. What? What do you mean, what? You think he's gone by then? No. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's... I think he's already been trained and he's doing... He's off in the galaxy. Grogu? Grogu, yeah. I don't think that he's going to be... He's not going to be a, a... He's not going to be a apprentice anymore because what we know... 20 years in his lifetime... 20 more years after you're 50. I think it's one. I th- okay, here, here's my theory. Years one through 50, you're basically a baby. What we know is by year 100 for Yoda, he was already a Jedi master and was training Jedi at year 100. So I think that between 50 to 100, man, he's going to grow up. <laughs> so he's going to grow up in the next 10 years. How old's Grogu right now? He's 50. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know how when we talk about the Lord of the Rings, and we talk about elves and how they age. They get to year 100 and then they're the same forever. Similar to that, but I'm going to say it's about 50, 60 years. And I don't know, they they could totally retcon this, but the canon comics that they made, he's not in the canon comics and they show a lot of the people that he takes on as apprentices. They show a lot more backstory into Luke training Ben and training these other people because he trained Ben solo for 13 years before all that happened, before he turned to the dark side. Oh, really? Yeah. He may not even fully train Grogu. I feel like with Grogu, it's a, such a special special case because you know that he needs to be properly trained because you think about Yoda's species. Yoda, in, in the history of his life, he, he lived for 900 years. He trained almost 20,000 Jedi. So you need to make sure that he's trained properly because this is a guy who will be knowledgeable forever you know long past luke luke was even trained by luke was literally yoda's last apprentice so i think he would even understand the importance of trying to find his species and trying to make sure that he maybe gets that sort of training but we'll see you know what i mean i don't think that grogu's out of the story at all there's no way (laughs) there's no fucking chance no i don't think so how do they bring him back then break it down zach predictions this is a good question how do you bring him back into the story i'd say next season seems very you're going for mandalore now right they're gonna go and try to take back mandalore that seems where this is all headed and this confliction with the dark saber but i see that it's gonna be it seems like that din is gonna end up becoming mandalore right and after that there's gonna be some sort of event show between ahsoka the Rangers of the New Republic show, Boba Fett, and this, Mandalorian Season 3. So whatever it's going to lead to, I there's no way that they keep Grogu out of the story, man. That's the guy who... Everyone is invested in this shit because of him. That's the best character they've ever added into any of the new stuff, is Grogu. He's the tie to everything. Just because he's so fucking cute, everyone he's, loves him. He's so cute, and he's like a... He's baby Yoda, man. People loved Yoda. And the idea of that character, man, I, I, there's just no way that they keep him out. Whatever it's going to happen, people, he's going to have a target on his back. And we also know he's not in the sequel trilogy and he's not even mentioned at that point. So 
something has to happen or he has to disappear into a different part of the galaxy. I don't know, man. Something's got to happen though that he has to come back in the story because you can't ignore that without explaining it, what happens to him. He has to. And I imagine what they'll do in future seasons, they have to recast, dude. They cannot do that bullshit CGI crap again. They've done that for Leia and they did it for Luke here. And it looks spotty, dude. You cannot do that if he's going to become a character or if you're going to bring back Grogu. And they have to. It doesn't make sense to me if he doesn't come back into this. And they set it up when he said, I promise we'll see each other again. He's going to come back at some point. Hmm. Too much money in to not bring him back. <laughs> That's a good point. But I thought the moment when they said goodbye was great. And we've been talking about it for basically two seasons now is where is it going to go? How long are you going to drag out him doing rescue missions and protecting Grogu? And this point to me makes the most sense. I don't understand how it could be anyone else besides Luke. I was not... When Luke showed up, I loved it. I didn't think that it could have been anyone else. It made sense at that moment for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I still liked it. I just, I don't think I would have done if it were me, I wouldn't have done the CGI shit. I probably would have just tried to cast someone new, which I know is very controversial, but we already did it with Han Solo. And I thought the Han Solo movie was pretty good. I liked it. And I, his voice was not correct probably in that movie, but he looked the part and Mark Hamill can't play Luke Skywalker forever. They're a hundred percent going to bring back Luke in the, into the story within the next 20, 30 years. So, fuck it, dude. Recast their main protagonist? Yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> it's, it's very controversial, but, man, we've already seen... Okay, dude, those, com- those comparisons with Sebastian Stan. Dude, just do it. Pull the trigger. <laughs> How old Sebastian Stan? Let's see. He's got to be in his 30s. 38. Perfect age, man. Yeah, he could do it. All right. You got any more thoughts? We got some fan questions. I'm going to assume that Ross isn't coming at this point, so we can just fucking finish our shit up. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe that guy. Happy birthday to Ross, though, but... <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, let's get wild. Let's get I'm wild. In. So how do we start this little second mini pod in our overall pod? I'll do the fan questions. I'm going to go through it, and we'll just, I'll read some of this. All right, so we got a guy... At the Craze Miner. I'm confused a bit. Is the book of Boba Fett an actual book <laughs> or the name of the, of the name of the Phil show, like the book of Eli or something? Either way, it's hype, but I just want to know. This TV show, my guy. 100%. I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to be, I already told Luke this, but I think there's going to be the Boba Fett miniseries that's going to lead into The Mandalorian season three. Give it to Robert Rodriguez. Okay, let's see what other question. Hey, Luke, what did you think of the episode, honestly? Mm, honestly, it was just kind of all right. That's what I did say. Oh, honestly, this is a good, this is what we can do. We can do our, we'll do Luke's rating and then we'll do all of our ratings and then that's it. We can wrap that part up and then me and Ross, will just get back into it more. It's all good. This is the last Mando episode. I don't even care if it's two hours. Fine. Yeah, okay. I'm chill with that. We're not talking Mando again for a long time, so whatever. Damn, Luke, you really thought it was just all right? Just all right? What the fuck, man? You loved it? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go. Give your take. Give your take. What do you mean? Of course, Ross is ready with all of his like a million critiques. He just hasn't revealed yet. What do you even (laughs) mean? He's going to get, you just got to give your take because. Yeah, Ross, give us your. No, no, no. I was going to say, Luke, give us your your overall take because 
They're coming. It was good, but them storming the Star Destroyer, killing every single stormtrooper is just so easy. The last scene, Deuces Machina again, <laughs> fan service Always. again. Fucking. But we knew that was coming. We knew there was going to be a Deuce X Machina. They were going to get bailed out. We've been saying that. Yeah, we all said that. It's just, Someone was going to do it. We didn't think it was going to be Luke, 100%, but it's just like, some shit was going to happen. It's just like boring and doesn't look sick. Most of our predictions were really accurate. We all thought it was going to be Mace Windu. Just kind of predictable. Oh, yeah, Mace Windu. Mace Windu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mace Windu would have been nuts, but... That would have been sick. I, I was telling Luke that it would have been crazy, but I told Luke, I was like, this is the one that made sense for me the only one that made sense for me yeah. that I've been standing by. I didn't think it could have been... If it was some fucking animated Jedi, don't care. I'm sorry, y'all. I just... It wouldn't have done the same for me if it was... Mm-hmm. Wow, Zach's a hater. What you mean? This is the one I wanted. I'm saying this is who I wanted to show up. And I'm glad it did. I said it last week. Fucking, I don't care... Make the make the sequel movie somehow tie back to this. It doesn't matter to me. I don't give a fuck. Tell the best story you can. That's what I said. This, I think, was the best part that they could have done with, with Grogu. For this time period, for five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, sorry, Luke. Go. Luke, what do you think of deepfake Luke? Deepfake. <laughs> he, he was all right, dude. I mean, deepfake Luke. When he was all expressionless and emotionless, you could just tell the facial movements were not on point there. Yeah. In my head, I want this to be fucking good, but at the same time, like my <laughs> eyes are telling me that it's bad. <laughs> I felt the exact same way. Right? I'm like, it's Luke, but it's Luke that's not human. Something's not right. You can tell, yeah. dude, the facial expressions. It looks like he's staring like this and so like a normal guy, you know? <laughs> he's, he's just tweaked yeah. out, man. Right? <laughs> and, and, his, and his lips don't really move. And his voice was very, his voice was very stoic, which made sense to me. That felt very Jedi-like. But everything else, dude, spatial features just look, look like ghost Luke. Yeah, it looked off. Especially those first few lines. The whole time I was looking at him and I was like, dude, what the fuck? This sounds like a straight deep fake. <laughs> well, the beginning, I actually thought it was okay at first. When we, re- me and Luke just, we did a whole review while we were rewatching. And the beginning part, I was like, okay, passable passable you know and like the idea i'm thinking in my head is that they did this because they didn't want it to leak that they were bringing luke back because if they recast him immediately dude like we knew boba boba fett was coming back for a year so for that point alone if he's just in this for the scene i was thinking of that the whole time but the part where he picks up grogu straight up looked like jedi fallen order cut scene damn they it did seem like video game Boba Fett and that side character, that fight Ooh. was sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, cr- uh, oh man, Moff Gideon? Gideon? No, 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 he's no. saying at the. Are you saying in the bar? Yeah, in the bar in the beginning. I'm watching it right now. Oh, Boba like, Fett. Yeah. Oh. When their flamethrowers met, it was just like pure. Oh yeah. I'm about to start it all over. Again. Yeah. You like that scene? I didn't really like that scene that much. It was cool because she was moving like real nimble and shit, and she was using. Boba Fett's weight against him, and Boba Fett was just pure strength, just like oh, throwing yeah. her through tables and shit. Fighting styles that was yeah. cool, and it shows that hey man, she's a formidable Mandalorian as she should be. Yes, sir. That's oh, why they cast oh. uh, like another WWE actress 
because they needed someone who could actually do these stunts, make it actually sell that part. I think she sold it better than anything that Cara Dune has done, to be honest. Well, yeah. when she throws when she throws people through tables, I'm like, okay, that's really the actress just tossing this guy through a table. <laughs> Straight up. Damn. So I'll give her credit for that. But I like that scene too. I did. I was into that. And that's something that I think gets kind of lost in the whole episode because so much shit happened. Wait, you know, so, do you you know Cara Dune's character Gina Carano is an MMA fighter? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, yeah, bro. That's why really? I gave her that respect. That's what oh, I'm saying. Like oh. any of those, I said her. I've always said that I think that when she's in action and she's legit, like fighting and throwing people, I'm like, okay, I believe that. I'm just saying, like her actual dialogue sometimes is not good enough to me. Yeah. Okay. Like Pedro Pascal, great fucking actor, man. He sells his dialogue and his emotions and everything. I feel that, and he's behind a fucking mask the entire time. And her parts, to me, feel not they're not to that level that he's at. And so it takes me out a little bit sometimes. To me, she feels really exaggerated. That's a good way to put it, man. It feels like she's trying to act and like the other, there's other people who feel more natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's not really fulfilling the shoes of her character. She's, it feels like she's, I don't know. It feels like she's trying instead of just stepping into the shoes of her character and becoming her character. Dude, this spear slash Dark saber fight is sick. Yo, Pedro Pascal is sick with it when he comes to the seer. Oh, bro, we've known. Hey, man, we've known he's been sick with the spear, dog. Like, yeah. sick with the spear. Game of Thrones, <laughs> shout out. Oh, that's true, Zach. Right? Wow. Yeah. Unreal. A Definitely was his stunt double, but whatever. Yeah. Still <laughs> sick. Bro, you don't know that. Looked good. You know what? I don't know that. I would imagine actually that Pedro Pascal, probably an athletic dude, and that's probably why they cast him in this kind of role, knowing that, hey, man, you're going to have to wear a helmet for forever. So good point. Maybe he does some, a lot of it. Maybe he does some of his stunts. I know he doesn't do a lot of his stuff, but this season specifically, he did say that because he wasn't making Wonder Woman or doing any of their projects, he had a lot more time to do all of his stuff. Dude, should we rate this shit? 80 doskies. We've seen this shit before. I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah. You said 80? Dude. Is that your lowest dude, rating of the that's season? That's lowest of the season. Probably. No, Damn, it wasn't. Dude. You still gave it a B minus, though. Not bad. I don't think you've given, you've never given under an 80 this season. Never. Even the Spider yeah, episode. I haven't. No, no, I gave one a two uh eighty. Yeah. <laughs> My friend literally texted me today and said if if any of your friends rate this below a ninety, I'm gonna come and find you when you record this next podcast and attack you. It doesn't even make sense. It's just like My man, your boy loves fan service then, which is okay. Yeah. He probably loved this entire season then, you know? Probably was hell into it. It's just played out, dude, you know? That whole whole the episodes, we've seen it all before. I mean, like, I gave the most a tired and exhausted prediction for this episode, and it was still right. Like, I was like, there's going to be a showdown, an uh, initial showdown between the Dark Troopers and the squad, and then there's going to be another showdown between Moff Gideon and Din Djarin, and it played out exactly like good. we expected it to. Like, But I liked it. I still it enjoyed still that dope. part. Yeah, for sure. That's fine, man. If we can predict shit, I don't really mind a lot of that kind of stuff. It's the execution, always. Yeah. 
yeah. always for me is execution. Some of the weaker parts for me in this episode that were like the beginning, like they just found this the random clone guy who's just out by himself with these two idiot guys covering for him. Yeah, but that know. was like a cold open. Cold open, yeah. The cold open was okay is what I was saying. It wasn't like, it was definitely, um, for me in this season, the cold open was in the lower half of the cold open so far. There was better cold opens, like the one where he ices all those guys at the beginning and little Grogu presses the button, goes in the thing. That was a better cold open. The Ahsoka cold open was better. Even the cold open where he's just sitting there with Baby Yoda and they're playing with the circular thing and they're having a good time in episode six. Yeah. Better cold open. It wasn't even in the top half of cold cold opens for me. That's just another random critique that I didn't say in the first half with me and me and Luke. Go on, Ross. You can keep going with your review. What did y'all think about him randomly having his jetpack out of fucking nowhere? You know, I rewatched the last episode and he had it again in the last episode. I didn't even realize it. And I'm sorry I didn't break it up, but that's what I'm saying, dog. Like (laughs) who cares? I mean, Yeah, you just roll with the show. You can't like think of it as this top tier writing and that style of thing. It's just a fun, nostalgic Star Wars fan servicey thing that I like watching. Like I watch every night, Thursday nights. I'm up watching it, dude. What other show makes me do that right now? There's still nothing, you know. I I can't midnight to watch this on Thursday for sure. Yeah, it's still fun. It's still Star Wars. It's not the greatest thing in the fucking world. I like it a lot, though. I love being invested in this franchise. Better than the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could say that for it. I will. Uh, yeah, I'm agree with that. I would say yes. Execution so far, there's nothing that if they even contradict the sequels, it doesn't matter to me. I don't really care. I wasn't like. Whatever, dude. Bring in Luke Skywalker. Like I said, literally cast him. Get a new actor for the next season. I don't care. Just tell your story and try to tie it later. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, for real though, Cara Dune probably had her dopest moment of the whole show. Oh, we got Ross coming around on Cara Dune. I'm ready. Explain like, not a fan of Cara Dune, but that moment in the elevator where she's like fucking with her gun and after it got jammed. And that was a sick femme fatale moment too for the females because no. it just felt so natural. No, it felt so natural. It wasn't like Avengers Endgame when they were just all just like magically congregated into one. <laughs> no, Avengers, that shit in Avengers Endgame was no bueno. You mean so, talk about like A team scene? That yeah. felt very forced. Yes. This though, yeah. when when she was messing with her gun, and they're like, "Oh, hey, do you need help?" And she just fixing. She said, "Nope, I'm good." And then she just popped out and just started mowing down stormtroopers. That was sick. I did say to Luke before when you hopped on, I thought that that scene with Fennec actually, I thought that was her best action sequence. I'll give him that, but it still felt like in the sequence of everything that they were just mowing down all these stormtroopers. No problem. They're a waste of time. Stormtroopers are ass, you know this. Bro, but they always weren't. We've talked about this, bro. In A New Hope, first scene in A New Hope, they iced all those rebels. They've had moments. They've had moments in the OG canon that they weren't a complete joke. And also, Finn was a pretty good stormtrooper. Like, that guy was pretty good at shooting. When I was watching those clips you posted today on Star Wars Facts, and again, you posted it on movie clips, he was 
icing people. Icing people. Force Yo, sensitive. That, that clip was sensitive. sick, though. That clip was sick with Poe like, just wiping out. He wiped out four TIE fighters in two seconds. I counted. I yeah. <laughs> that shit was nuts. No wonder Oscar Isaac signed on at first because he was like, oh, dude, they're going to make me just this raw yeah. fighter who probably is force sensitive. And then they never built on that at all. <laughs> no, none at all. And he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Force Awakens is, I think, I think it's a little underrated, honestly. I'd say out of that trilogy, then it has probably some of the best moments for sure. I I feel like just with what happened going on with that trilogy, that it takes away a lot from what they tried to establish. And in some ways, it does feel like a story wise, it feels like a new hope rehash in a lot of the ways, but it does have very good moments. Yeah. And uh, Force Awakens, which is today we're recording on its five year anniversary of it released. The, the teaser trailer will forever be the most fucking hyped so I've ever hyped. been about a movie, so dude. Hyped. Ever. Like, I remember where I was sitting when I watched that shit, and I was like, oh my God, Star Wars is back, dude. Yeah. Never thought that would happen in my life. Yeah. Never. When Finn like, pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. So well done. That's why that movie made $2 billion. It was all on that teaser trailer. Marketing. That's why I went into that business. I want to dive inside the mind of Luke right now. Because Luke, it's it's eleven PM, bro. You're gonna get the you can get the the Luke who's winding down, but let's do it. I'm tired. What are you, what are you thinking about right now? Like I know you're tired. I'm I know you might not want to say what's truly on your mind, but like just just let us know, man. I wanna know. What's Luke thought this head? was the worst episode of the season. It wasn't that good. I just is I'm just tired of it, dude. <laughs> you're tired of the Mandalorian hey do you want to review some other stuff cause like dude I'm tired of fucking people everyone just killing the fuck out of stormtroopers fuck it's just like so boring to watch like seriously I'm just it's just like okay yeah they're all gonna die okay what do you want to see on the screen there were some cool fucking parts you know I don't know what I want to see on the screen I want the director to tell me what I want to see <laughs> show me what I want to see shows like Mindhunter bro like there's shows that get me fucking going but this just doesn't have the same feel as the original star wars you know like the the original trilogy no dude even the first three because like or the first three the what do you call them the prequels the prequels yeah the prequels i saw in my childhood so i harbor great nostalgic feelings towards them so i yeah love those equally as much as the original three but everything else after that it's just i don't know it's not the same I feel that honestly to to some degree. It feels emptier. Exactly. It doesn't have that same magic, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how to synthesize it down into something that makes sense. Even though don't get me wrong, like there's some very shitty parts about the prequels, but yeah. There's a certain yeah. magic to them for it sure. It's the hype, man. It's the hype that it doesn't happen. It used to be that Star Wars was this big event that happened once every twenty years, basically. You know, like 1983, 2015, those are are like when the three trilogies launched. And it was this massive thing. And now, yeah, we're like a new trilogy launched. So maybe it has lost its magic a bit in that aspect. And now looking forward, like we have, what, 10 Star Wars shows in development? Yeah, it's like, fuck, dude. Projects. Yeah. Which is why I always, I know I'm switching subjects here a little bit, but when they announced that, officially Game of Thrones season, the next Game of Thrones show is dropping in 2022. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. You know, because that's that's not an IP that I feel has been done to death, <laughs> per se. 
or there's a lot of yet. And so it's I felt saturated. Yeah, and I felt really excited when I read when I read that. Probably even more than I felt about like a lot of these Star Wars shows that were announced. Maybe because too that it's HBO for one, and then I feel like they they realize that they split a lot of the fans, and they're like, "Do we have to do something that's really good to draw some people in?" But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to switch subjects like that. Continue what they were saying, Ross or Luke. No, you probably synthesized it better than me, dude. Like now we have all this Star Wars shit that's about to come out. It doesn't feel the same. Yeah, I don't soak it in as much. I remember watching some of those movies and thinking, damn, this some of this shit is not good, but it was Star Wars and it was the music was so good and it was exciting and the Anakin versus Luke fight or sorry, Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Darth Vader fight or sorry, Obi-Wan, you know, that's like ingrained in my memory. <laughs> Just thinking of the hype behind that, it lived up to it. For me, it was- Watching the prequels, watching the original trilogy, it was, you could feel that it came from this plan or from this idea or from this passion that this one person had and that so many people contributed to. And this, it feels like, I don't know, all the all the sequels after George Lucas, it feels like a conglomerate. It feels washed down. I would debate on specifically the Mandalorian. I feel that they are doing this as a love letter to the original trilogy, but the writing is <laughs> just, I don't know, man, the writing's yeah. all over place in the show, but I feel like that they're doing it in the, like clearly even with this, you bring in Luke Skywalker, you're trying to tie it back to what you, these guys, John Favreau and Dave Filoni knew as they grew up with the original trilogy and that's Star Wars to them and they're trying to tie to that. But the prequel trilogy didn't have good writing and we still consider that to be awesome Star Wars. That's what I was going to say is that the Mandalorian feels in the same genre to me as the prequels that there is some stuff in it that's just not good. And then there's like a lot of stuff that feels very Star Wars and the prequels felt very Star Wars still. And I I think this show has done a good some good stuff to tie back to those, like specifically with Grogu is the fact that he was technically in, he was in, from that time, one of the main characters. But it just feels like it's borrowing off of these ideas, these are really, truly original ideas. That's a good point, that it's rifting off a lot of stuff we already see and not a lot of original stuff, I guess, right? Which is why when you we talk about these shows like Acolyte, and it's going to show how the Sith came back. That is actually exciting. It's different. And I watched the whole show. I watched this girl's show because she had a show called Russian Doll on Netflix. And it's so well written. And I'm actually very excited because it has humor in it, but it's not really this forced humor it feels very natural and and it's from this woman named leslie headland and i'm actually like really intrigued with this idea to do something different and that's kind of what i want to see i want you to do something different and get away from everything that we've seen but still make it feel in this star wars feel that's all it needs to do but tell a different story a little bit even with this you're tying back luke into this stuff and the mandalorian at felt what we what we liked when the mandalorian started is it felt like its own story in this universe, and now it's back. It's tied in completely. Yeah, but at the same th- at the same time, like when we were talking about when they're gonna do the Game of Thrones Targaryen prequel series, you don't want to show everything, dude. You want to leave some shit up to the imagination, because I don't know, showing everything you can't show everything because it just makes it less fantastical and right. So we'll see. That's like the first thing, but. I don't know. I still really like the episode. I, you know what I'm saying? The moment that I thought was probably one of the best in Star Wars was the moment between 
Grogu and Din Djarin talking and he said the whole I promise and him touching his helmet and him taking off his helmet. Bro, like I felt that shit, man. I really felt that moment. And I can't remember a time in Star Wars where it really hit me like that. There was nothing in the the sequel trilogies that hit me like that, where it felt you're building these two characters together and it was a real genuine moment. And I hope that they find each other again somewhere in their story because they're going to find each other. But I mean, like, I feel hopeful for it that it happens. And that was a good moment, man. It's a good Star Wars moment. It's a good film TV moment ever. And Pedro Pascal, phenomenal actor, man. Yeah, there was a couple times where I felt that way with Han and Leia in the original trilogy. But dude, that's what you're saying. Original trilogy, 40 fucking years ago, man. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what I mean. Definitely. Original trilogy had those moments. Yeah, exactly. When that happened, I I definitely teared up. (laughs) Dude, I was like, oh, fuck. He's getting rid of baby. Grogu's gone. This is really happening. We were all... All of us talked about, though, that we thought they were going to be back together. If it wasn't the Empire Strikes Back ending, it was going to be they were back together in another season of whatever. But I didn't think they were going to do it right here. I didn't think they were going to do it where they were going to send off Baby Yoda. It's very risky. That's why I don't think he'll be gone that long. I feel like you need him in your show to keep people subscribing and engaged. We said, I promise we'll see each other again. And just feels like it has to hold up to that. Because for next season, I think it's going to be all about Mandalore and the Darksaber and the relationship between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. All these but, shows, too. These spinoff shows, they got to tie to whatever the event is. All right, I'm going to go to bed. Dude, Luke, you're looking fucking huge, bro. You're looking swole. What's up with that? Come on, Luke, man, dude. I'm fucking jacked. Bro, you're looking... Dude, you're looking decked on stack. All right, Lucas. What was your rating again? Sorry, I didn't even know if we got your rating. 82. 82. Okay. Damn, see, you still rated it higher than most of the episodes I did this season. So, respect to you. Damn, Mike's going to come for your ass, dude. Mike was going to hunt you down. Bro, there was someone... I didn't even tell you about this. I did not tell you about this. I tweeted out our clip from last week, and they're like... Damn, this fucking dude, he doesn't understand Dave Filoni fucking doesn't understand stars. They were saying you don't understand. No, they were talking about they were talking about you. Uh, and I was like, I dude, like, come on, fuck me? off. I don't understand Dave Filoni. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> How about Dave fondle my nuts, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you could probably find the entire argument on not another movie pod Twitter, because you were arguing for me. I was going in, dude. I was like, come on, man. It was weak. My God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it was not what it could have been. So bad. And based off of her fighting style from the Clone Wars, too, that was shit. Clone Wars, she's so agile, so nimble. She jumps all over the place. And then that. Well, this is like prime Ahsoka. It's same thing with Luke, yeah. bro. Luke's prime. Would you say that about him? Fuck no, dude. He smoked Magistrate two seconds, dude. Two yeah. seconds. And yeah. just the way Ahsoka Tana was attacking all those guards the city guards she was fucking just gypsying them and then she gets to the magistrate and all of a sudden she goes half speed no fuck no dude right anyone would be thrown off by that style why would you then all of a sudden go slow-mo style it's not your style dude that's not what's been established you're you're moving quick and you're doing element of surprise she does that a lot too but even if it's just straight up you're probably going fast as fuck right at them you're trying to put pressure on that person 
I just remembered a part that bothered me in this episode. What? <laughs> Speak, preach. Where people, Moff Gideon just whips out a gun. No one blaps him. But then when he tries to kill himself, Caradine they rolls up, knocks out. his ass out. <laughs> like, no problem. Why wouldn't you do that sooner, dude? This guy just tried to shoot at a bunch of people. I would. I thought, he killed, her. Uh, I thought he killed Bo-Katan. Right. He, that guy's got ass aim. Well, he, no, he hit her in the weak spots, but... Dude, he has ass aim. First of all, he hit Din Djarin with the dark saber right in his back plate. And his his jetpack, yeah. Yeah. Jetpack. Second, he shoots Bo-Katan right in her chest plate where she has armor. How do you get his jetpack again? I'm forgetting. He's glad the force. He needs glasses. Yeah. How do you get his jetpack? I'm literally forgetting. He went, he got buck wild with the force. He probably picked it up and there was, no, I can't remember. Is it, is it deleted? Best car. That's all I want. That was mostly the question. What's the best car is the answer. All right. I really need to go to bed though. All right, Lucas. All right. Adios players. Later boy. Wait, wait, wait. Luke, Luke, Luke. What do you need? I love you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, later. All right, peace out, Finn. Peace out. Oh, man, now it's just you and me. You and I. the nerds. Let's do it. The nerds. Quick little synopsis here. I didn't mind the cold take opening. Like, I thought that was all fine. And then I thought them getting into into the cruiser was fine. I thought that was all good. Like, that made sense to me. It was... Empire Strikes Back esque. Yeah, using exactly. the using their own ships to get in there made sense. Every action scene in this was fire, so good. Like the spear scene between him and Moff Gideon was dope. That was one of the best action scenes in the show for sure. Pretty and, good. Yeah, it was good. Like when he when he heel kicked the spear and it flipped over his shoulder and slammed into his, the dark saber. That was sick, dude. That was sick. I like that. And uh, the emotional beats in this really hit home with me between Grogu and Din Djarin, for sure. Bro, when he crushed that droid. Yeah. Luke was great before he flipped his hood open. The deep, <laughs> the deep fake was trash. When I was watching it, I was just like, this is rough. But, you know, I accept that it's Luke, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> the voice was a little off. Like, I I wasn't completely down the voice. The yeah, they're, trying to, they're trying to make him sound like 80s Luke, which is okay. I'm okay. I, I didn't have a big problem with that. When he walked in with the lightsaber and it's Luke and Vader, fucking, you know what I mean? Okay, so it's paralleling Vader's walk in Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. I got Fire. that. That was sick. Dude, when he his first shot, I know that you were probably tripping about it, trying to see if it looked off and all that. But rewatching it even right now, the first shot of him when you just see him originally, it looks pretty good. It Not looks bad. It looks fine. Like I'd say, anytime he dips down, like his head goes down a little bit, looks very video game. But the shot of him standing like this, looking, it's okay. And, until he starts, he starts talking. Yeah, he looks very. It doesn't look as natural. It's a show. It doesn't have as big of a budget as some of these massive blockbuster movies. And Maybe, but Grogu looks great, dude. Grogu's facials look yeah, very he's, good. He's a puppet, though. No, but they do CGI on his face and his eyes. I mean, that's true, but 
they have something to work off of. They have like a a reference that with the puppet. This is the same company. This is does ILM. ILM. Yeah. They did the Irishman too. It's just it's just not there yet, man. The technology is not there yet. But bro, fucking it doesn't even matter because ingrained in that moment to me is the Grogu I promise scene. You just feel that connection, man. It's the best connection in any of the Disney stuff. This is one of the best connections in any of Star Wars and any of television, movies, pop culture, man. They were such a good tandem. And though his dialogue is time to go and the score, dude. Hold on. Yeah. Re- I just need to rewind it because I'm literally at that moment on my rewatch and I just want to watch it again because... I 100% agree. That moment eclipsed any problems that I had with Luke's deep fake face. And like, you just see the way baby Grogu communicates, touches his helmet, and then his score comes in. Yeah, with him touching his helmet, like, hey, I want to see your face before I go. And he, no question, yeah. Breaks everything, dude, his entire life, however long he's been alive, he's like, I'm going to do it for this guy. Yeah, and that was the thing, it was just showing... Grogu is the most important thing to Din Djarin, more than his code that he's lived his whole entire life by, more than his whole entire clan, his tribe. Anything. That's the most important thing to him. Holding his leg and shit. Fuck, man. You think <laughs> back on the very beginning, the very first episode or second episode, he's doing the same thing. He's holding his leg for food and yeah. parallels. And the R2 D2 moment, too. I like that. Man. Yeah. R2-D2, I told Luke this, but I think R2-D2 got sidelined a lot in the sequel trilogy. And he's such an important character, a timeless character in Star Wars that I feel like he recognized the species. Recon- remembered Yoda. When he yeah, liked R2-D2 R- dance. Yeah. And he pulls his middle leg up. And, and Luke up. smiles and Din Djarin smiles. And then that's when the score comes in and you bring back that old Star Wars. Wait, I got to go back to this, but... Yeah, I honestly I was the opposite. I felt the opposite of you guys. Like I felt as time went on, I to me be with you. His his, the Luke shit was just his face was a little off, bro, for sure. But (laughs) yeah, I I like the fact that they tried to not let this leak. They didn't want it to leak, so they did some edit shit, and you get the final shot with Grogu looking back over his shoulder the same way. Then John was looking back when he was found. Good parallel there. Yeah. The score is so Star Wars, bro. It's so Star Wars right now. When I was watching it the whole time, I, I thought this is a bait and switch and they're going to just show Cal Kestis. That would be horrible, dude. I would have been pissed. Yeah, I would have been pissed too. But right before he raised his head, I was like, no, this is Luke. This is Luke. I, I, I don't know. I felt a lot of different emotions during it, which I think is a good thing. It evoked those emotions within me. And the score after the credits, man, when they did Mando's theme and that classic Star Wars sound, very classical, very yeah. nice touch by Ludwig. Very sad, man. Very sad, dude. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to give up Groku. They can't. But I mean, like for this moment, bro, it feels right. Yeah. From a story standpoint, it makes total sense. But from a real world, real world financial standpoint, they're not going to give up this character. Well... Definitely not. But I mean, like, yeah, just with when you tied in what you know about the movies, dude, like, there's no way that Grogu dies. There's no way Grogu is killed by Kylo. Have we talked about that at all? I don't know. I tweeted that today, though. But I, because that's, that's what I brought up that 
Grogu is going to die by Kylo. I didn't, I didn't say that, but I said it's a possibility. But when I, when we were talking like a, a week ago or so, when we were bringing up the possibilities of who Grogu could be calling when he went to that one planet, I said, if Luke comes, like, is Grogu going to die to Kylo? Because when Kylo rebels, he wipes out all the Padawans. Okay, so this is where I'm going to have to fucking nerd out a little bit. You ready? I right, get into it. I'm okay. Ready. So with Kylo, well, let's talk about let's talk about what we know about Grogu's species. So we know that, and I talked to Luke about this too. So I'm sorry for some of the listeners who've already heard all this shit already in this pod. But what we know is that by year 100, Yoda was a Jedi Master training Jedi. Yeah. By year yeah. 100, but by the time that that happens, he'll be about 70 years old. He's gonna be trained, dude. He's gonna be trained. He's not in the canon comics. There's canon comics of when he starts training Kylo, Ben Solo, sorry, which is a couple years down the line from this even, probably six years down the line. Dude, there's no reason why Grogu in another five years could have enough training or there's something that he goes on a different life path. I don't think he's going to be one of the people that would add to Ben Solo's resume. Like, I don't think that they set this all up for him to be a Ben Solo murderer. And even in the comics, it doesn't make it, it makes it ambiguous. It doesn't make it seem like it's Ben Solo who caused all of them to die. It actually made it seem like a lightning strike that could have been from Palpatine or Snoke or whatever. It didn't actually make it seem like it was straight up Kylo's fault. And we know from the movies even too, that it was also partly Luke's fault for not, for pulling his lightsaber on his apprentice like an idiot. So I don't think he's going to be a casualty in the sequel trilogy. I don't think they set up this entire story to be that. There's no way in my mind, especially with the fact that he can live for the next 1,000 years. You're not going to kill off Grogu now because he's so important already to the culture of Star Wars and fans love him. Yeah. Mandalorian is the biggest thing in Star Wars right now and probably has been for the past year because of him. There's no way that they're killing this motherfucker off. No chance. I agree, but... Then comes the question, how are they going to bring Grogu back in without making it feel really weak? He's galaxy's big. He's going to be trained. And he's either going to tie into the Mandalore storyline or they go off and do something else in the next 20 years and they're not involved in the whole global scheme. Because we know this is a big galaxy. And... I feel like Grogu has enough life experience to realize that, dude, I don't have to pick any fucking side I want. Once he's trained, he doesn't have to pick to be part of the the resistance or the Republic because this is what people don't realize, that there was the resistance, there was the Republic, and then there was the First Order because they had to be a separate thing, mm, the resistance, shit. because even the Republic at that time didn't provide them with an army during the time of the sequel trilogy. So who knows, man? He could do his own thing at that point that... I feel like they're going to set up his storyline that if they do another trilogy after episode nine, they're going to bring Grogu back into it. He feels very important to whatever the future of Star Wars is. And we know that his species, they live for so long that he's going to become the new Yoda. It was what I'm thinking. Yeah. I would, I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that. Like Size matters not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, straight up Empire Strikes Back quote right there. Even if he's involved in the Kylo Ren attack, I think that there's definitely a possibility that he can survive based on the Jedi Temple on Coruscant attack. He survived that, 
so why can't he survive this from Kylo Ren, who's way weaker than Anakin? Anakin's a fucking chosen one. He's way stronger than anyone else we know. And he had an army. Yeah, and, and he had an army. In the comics, too, there was people who survived that were, but that's, but we always look at comics and all that, you know, for the listeners listening right now. We always look at comics and shit that's not on screen as another level under, so they can totally retcon any of that stuff. But as of current canon, there is still maybe Luke didn't know, which yeah. he might have not known. You know, he lo- rolls up on the scene and looks destroyed. He knows he fucked up. I mean, dude was a baby at that time. <laughs> Who? Luke. During. No, the, I'm, talking about, the, I'm talking about when his Jedi Temple blew oh, okay. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sequel trilogy era. The Star Wars hype right now, man, back, dude. It's really yeah, back. It's definitely back. This was a I'll very good that. ending, very good tease of where it's going to go. And what do you think about? I was talking with my friend about this, Mike, and we were saying, what do you think about like a time skip happening in this? Like a significant time skip, 10 years. No way, 10 years. Maybe like five, 10 years. Like where Grogu's a little more advanced. And because how do you think that? Yeah. It can't be more than it can't be more than like five or six years because they just did those comics a year ago. Yeah, that a year ago they would have known what John Favreau and Dave Filoni's plans were. They wouldn't have made those Kylo Ren comics after the Rise of Skywalker if they didn't know that his storyline was going to be off somewhere else within the next six years. He's going to get his training or he's going to decide that he doesn't want to be a Jedi with Luke and he's going to move on to whatever. I, I cannot see them killing Grogu off in, in a like a uncut scene. Sorry, in the backstory of the sequel trilogy. There's just no fucking way. Yeah, if they did though, I would really respect that because of them honoring what the storytellers want to do. As far as that, Mm-mm. not a fan. Just don't even introduce him if his... If it's not important, like, you know, if his, if his backstory is entirely just to support Kylo Ren being a cunt, then <laughs> doesn't it doesn't live up to what it is now. This is so good. It's so good that you have to do something more with it to me. It can't just go to that. It can't feed into this trilogy that was so problematic. It can't. Okay. You say it's so good. So what's your rating for this episode then? I am only specific. Okay, when I say it's so good, I'm specifically talking about the baby. Grogu. Yeah, Grogu. Yeah. Grogu's storyline. Yeah. Grogu What's is your- so phenomenal that they have to bring him in. Or I feel like from from a completely business perspective, if you don't bring him back, you're going to lose investment. investment Because he's the biggest stake right now for this yeah. franchise. So You're going to lose viewership too. Yeah, I agree. You will. Casey and Andor show, bro. I'm sorry, y'all, Disney, but come on, dude. People aren't gassed up for that. When that one person tagged us all on Twitter the other day, and they're like, yo, you, y'all sound like haters. No, some of this just sounds like needless bullshit. And we're excited for the stuff that sounds new and original, but some of this is just no one asked for this. I don't think I'm a hater. And I'm just not blinded. Dude, I don't even want to go into that at all. I'm not a hater, though. I approach it the same way I'll approach anything we review. Yeah, exactly. I guess I respect their opinion because everyone has a right to their own opinion, but I just disagree I was, with it. I know who you're talking about. I responded to him. Yeah. and He said something back. He's like, love the show. Fucking, I, you know what? I should look him up because I should give him a shout out because I appreciate you. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. criticism for sure because Please that's how we get better. Yeah. Please, yeah, I appreciate criticism too. When <laughs> someone said the other day when Luke called out Dave Filoni as a fucking idiot that that was too much, and I was like, you know what? Probably fair, but yeah, it's not my opinion. Luke can have his own opinion. Yeah, exactly. Mick Marshall 43, bro. Thank you. I appreciate you for listening, man. I know you've been listening forever, bro. And I know that we always make fun of Mormons on the pod too. And you still listen. So thank you. Appreciate it, bro. Is Mick, is Mick a Mormon? Yo, shout out to the Mormon listeners. Yeah. Mick Marshall, he's a Mormon. So yes. I, and I know we have, and I know we have those kind of listeners and those people who still listen, even though we fucking we, we poke fun at everything. It's not that serious. We're not really that serious. <laughs> so we're talking about we're talking about Star Wars, dude. So our shit is not that serious. Y'all, y'all listen to us talk about nothing essentially. It's whatever. We're talking about some random fictional bullshit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that we all like. All of us listen and love for some reason. Shout out George Lucas. Thank you. So I don't remember what I was saying, but... And score. What's your score? Oh, actually, dude, I thought this was better than most of the episodes this season. And I am more than both of you. I'm more than willing to look past the Luke CGI because I know I'm so critical of that kind of stuff, but they did it because they really wanted to hide this point that this was happening because everything else leaked. Boba Fett leaked... Bo-Katan was reported. Yeah. Everything, dude. So I love that they hid that. And it still brought me back and made me feel very original trilogy when he showed up. And I don't think it could have been anyone else. I've been saying that since they he went and forced called on him. I was like, dude, if it's not Luke, then I personally, for me, don't care. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make... Luke made total sense as far as story-wise. And Only it felt very Return of the Jedi too him showing up in the robes and with the hood down and prime luke yep prime luke for sure even that little scene did a lot for me to show that like the luke that i imagined as a kid the confident luke and i think that even gives more depth to what he becomes in the sequel trilogy where he ends up dude that he really feels that man he fucked up that all of his apprentices he got a lot of people killed and his own nephew turned against him and that really took it to heart. And I think that adds depth because he felt so confident that he was like, if something happens to this kid, this child, I, w- I would die for him. I believe that, that he would say that. So yeah, Luke is a very pure soul for sure. Mm-hmm. I think he would die for one of his princes too. As of right at this moment, I don't think it affects the sequel trilogy yet. And I know I may have been critical of that before, but I think about it more. I was thinking about it more, dude. As it happened, I was like, okay, it's 20 years. It would make sense maybe that he doesn't mention an apprentice that he had 15, 10 years ago, maybe his first apprentice ever to Ray, because he didn't really even want to associate with Ray when they were talking. All we really saw was him and Ray. Yeah, because what? Kylo's like a year old in this. Kylo, he doesn't even start training Kylo for Kylo's probably like five years old at this point, four years old. He doesn't even start training Kylo for another seven or eight years. I don't even quote me listeners, but he trains Kylo for 13 years before he finally pulls a lightsaber on him. 13 years. Ridiculous. If you're training for if you're training somebody for that long and they turn against you, you fucked up. Or you just have that absolute feeling you can't resist that this guy is gonna cause everything wrong. Yeah, that's true. Just feelings slowly build inside of you. That's true. 
I guess I shouldn't talk like everything's absolute because it's not. In that moment, man, he regretted it too. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion, but yeah. I don't, I've always stood by this and I know someone will listen to me and literally hate my opinion for it, but I had nothing wrong with what happened to Luke in the sequel trilogy. Old man, people grow up and you go through so many emotions in your life. Change. So long after. And he has so much shit wearing on him, man. He literally blew up a Death Star. He killed a million people. Dog. I would think about that every fucking day of my life. A million people. Like despite what they stood for or or what cause they were behind. You think about how they end up there. There is no way in his entire life that someone didn't remind him of that. Someone who was critical of him and make him think of it. And you think of the other failures you had with your own nephew and all that stuff. Over time, man, it's got to build up. And you get closer to the end of your life, bro. Dude, who fucking knows? So this is still even now, this is stoic Luke Skywalker era. It was cool to see. I like to see it. The CGI didn't really fucking sit right with me, but I didn't. Yeah. I like that it didn't leak. And if they somehow bring him in, they have to recast that shit, dude. You cannot do that CGI bullshit. No fucking way. It's not there yet. Don't do it. No, it's still not there. Even Hell in no. 2020, like... He looked better in The Rise of Skywalker, 100%. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. second. And that was probably because it was dark and you couldn't really focus in on much, but he looked so much better in that sequence, that one split second than this. Yeah, I don't but know. It's probably a way larger budget. Yeah, but dude, if this is what you're, if you're bringing in Luke Skywalker into your TV show, Lucasfilm, Disney, whatever, everyone involved, give the money to it, dude. You have yeah. to make that look good because otherwise everyone's going to sit here and do what we're doing and say, hey man, look kind of off. <laughs> For such a good moment, the idea was correct. The idea was correct to do that Luke should be in this moment with the storytelling. I will stand by that. But man's looked off. Mark Hamill's tweet was goaded too. My guy. Yeah. I know. I've been, I have, did you realize I didn't post any spoilers today? I didn't. Hey, good on you, Zach. I posted the book of Boba Fett because all the trades did it. All of them said, hey, man, officially greenlit. And I felt the same way when I texted you last night. Yeah, that was what I was texting about. Was the book of Boba Fett thing? That was it. Because that feels like news. Yeah, book of Boba Fett TV show coming twenty twenty one. It's not really spoiling any anything from the show either. Well, no. I guess it's spoiling that he survives, but well, it doesn't even spoil that he survives because it could be a prequel show. We don't really fucking know. It could be four yeah. chapters over the entire course of oh, surviving the Sarlacc pit to where he's going after the Mandalorian leading into the Mandalorian season three, which I'm assuming is happening because they announced that at Disney Investor Day. Except for you see that Thick Boy physique in Finnick, so you know that's... I'm down on Thick Boy Boba Fett. His look is so good right now. Yes. Robes, everything. I'm into his look. And his voice sounds good. Acolyte might be the most intriguing to me, though. Yeah, of course, because that's a different era. But I mean, like, from what even I'm saying is that... um. Or Bad Batch. Looked really, actually really good animation-wise. Yeah. 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 We didn't even talk about any of that bullshit, did we really? No, not really. But what were you saying? You were, you were saying something. I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted. Did you rank it? I'm going to say a B. Well, dude, this is a tough one because I thought it legitimately had the best moment in the entire show with Grogu and Din Djarin the very end when they said goodbye. And I don't think even when they come back together, it'll be a great payoff and it's not going to be next season. I don't think it'll be next season. I think that 
next season is going to focus on Mandalore and they're going to give Din Djarin a different little bit of story for a season, but there's no way that they get rid of Grogu. But still, even with what we've seen, so good, man. Phenomenal. This is why I love Star Wars is these two characters. I'm serious, dude. No I, I agree. That was the very, very strongest part of this episode. That was amazing. I think that was probably the best part of the entire show was just that moment. Where do you rank this at then? Mid B, mid B tier, you said? It's a B, man, because I still think there was better. Ep- In season one, like the Taika episode was better for me. And the yeah. episode where he goes back and rescues Grogu after he drops him off. Those two episodes still stand out for me. Um, it's 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 an 80-something. I'm probably like a B, so like an 85. Still pretty good. I Luke's shit looked off. Stormtroopers are a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little predictable. Like we've been calling this. I think that the show is kind of predictable and that's my that's my critique. I don't got anything to add on to that. That if you've listened to our pods through eight episodes, we've been saying that, oh, there was gonna be some sort of situation that they couldn't get resolved and someone else was gonna come and save everyone. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a shit ton of Mandalorians. I didn't actually think that they were going to tie in the whole Luke plug because I was like, that would have leaked. I really thought, basing it off a marketing perspective and what I've heard about the show, that if Luke was in the show, it would have leaked. But they did a really good job of keeping that locked down. And so that factor, I like it. I still think he looked kind of off, dude. I'm not a fan of CGI plugging on a face. And I, if you've listened to our pod for the past year, I've been saying that forever. I think you should just do recasts or... Yeah, I get the argument to not recast for one scene, but fuck it, dude. That's one of our main critiques for any any movie or show that has done that is we've always critiqued that because the technology is not there. The best one I've ever, I think the 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 top ones I've ever seen. I thought actually Samuel L. Jackson looked pretty good in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. He yeah. moved slow though. He moved slow, bro. He moves slow. Oh, other God. than that, uh, Irishman was the worst. Irishman was so bad, dude. When he was doing that scene where he was kicking that guy in, I was like, "This is just an old guy." It was like a grocery store robbery scene. So yeah. bad, bro. Yeah. As soon as you start talking, I knew exactly what you were talking about. That scene was booty. Will Smith, Gemini Man looked good. If you're not going to do it like that, then don't fucking do it. And maybe that's because Will Smith is still relatively pretty young, man. I, mean, I don't think he's over like 50. He's in his 50s. Yeah. Mark Hamill's 70-something years old. So Robert, Robert De Niro is like late, he, set, late I, mid-70s. Yeah, maybe yeah he's, pushing, he's old as fuck. And Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, all old. Yeah. Too old to do that technology. So... The Will Smith situation, if you can't do that, then don't do it. Don't do it. Just recast. It looked good for the first sequence, but still you're like sitting there. I'm sure everyone was doing this. Everyone listening. Everyone was like looking there and sitting like just trying to examine it. Is that fucking Mark Hamill? <laughs> yeah. For a second when I was looking, at it, I was like, D- is that? Is that Sebastian, Sebastian Stan? Stan bro? Yeah. Do you think this season was overall better than last season? I, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Dude, there was no episode that was the gunslinger. <laughs> there was no episode that was the, 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 village. Village. the village. There was nothing that bad. There was nothing under a B minus for me this season. But it was yeah. all consistently 
very much be. It was fine. The jetpack shit pissed me off, but the Boba Fett <laughs> stuff was so good. It made up for it. Conflicting episode for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give this one an 89, this episode. Oh, wow. I, w- I would give it lower, but my friend said, if any of y'all rated below 90, then I'm going to hunt you down. So I was like, 89 is the perfect score to give it. Yeah, you're thinking about your whole life right at this moment. Bro, what was his reasoning, though? He just loves fan service. That has to be it. Yeah. Well, what he said, he said, this this episode gave us everything you want from a Star Wars product, basically. The Luke shit, the infiltration of the cruiser, the fights, the Very action. New Hope, like, I forgot to mention yeah. that. Yeah, well, every- there's more guns blazing, rolling in. Not New Hope is very spy-like. Yeah. It was a very good episode. Probably my favorite of the season. Oh, really? really? Yeah. It's, a, it's up there. Yeah. Content in contention of my favorite episode, but I I honestly would probably give it like an eighty seven, but I'm gonna give it eighty nine just to fuck with my friend because <laughs> he's gonna That's listen it. to this pod. Hey, shout yeah. out who's your friend? Uh, Mike. Yeah, Harrison. shout out Mike, bro. Yeah, critique me. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I know I brought points the entire episode though, so whatever. Yes, you, you're backed up. You're good. Oh, I'm ready, dude. Got evidence for days. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me. We got reviews. Let's let's read some reviews. All right. Let's do those real quick. Great, but highly inconsistent. That's true. We got. He gave us a three stars. Though. How can you say great, but then give us a three stars? A great. A three stars is like sixty percent, dog. Yeah, that's a four stars. I feel. When was the last time you gave six out of sixty out of a hundred on something we reviewed? I don't know, but that's great. If it's great, it's got to be four stars. Sixty out of one hundred is disrespectful. That's yeah. bad at that point. You know, like if I rated a movie a sixty out of hundred, I'm saying like this is really not a good movie. <laughs> last time I rated a movie that low is Godzilla versus or Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, this is why they'll never add us to Rotten Tomatoes because we're. If you literally did the scope of everything we reviewed, everything would still be in the tomato meter above. Yeah. <laughs> because we we still recognize that like the filmmaking of it is hard. Putting it together a product that's watchable is tough. We recognize that. Yeah. So let me see. Six out of so we just got great but highly, highly inconsistent. That is very true, man. I'm sorry, dog. I'm busy. Culture crave and all that shit got acquired, bro. I'm busy. So yeah. I love the dynamic between the hosts. The discussions are real and sound genuine. It's raw and unfiltered. I love it. All the topics. It's still fun to listen to, especially Luke, which I'm pretty sure is high majority of the time when they're recording. Overall, it's a five stars for me, but they're so inconsistent with releasing episodes that takes you out of the loop with movies and TV. All right, man. If you want to give us, if you want to say that we're basically a five star, then give us a three. Do your thing, man. I respect your opinion, but. I'm gonna tell you right now though, we're busy. <laughs> and but we're we're consistent right now, man. Once a week. Fuck yeah, dude. Once a week. We're gonna do tenant for real soon. I don't know a date yet. Might announce that officially soon. Tenant the Blu-ray just came out, so we can I I can actually watch it for real this time. We got subtitles, game changer. I watched on bootleg last time. That was shit. We got Wonder Woman coming up, and we got Soul. So we got three movies this month. I'm, I'm actually hyped for Soul. 
Bro, me too, dude. Pixar's phenomenal. Like we were yeah. just talking about Onward. Onward was great. Soul yeah. is going to be great. And then next month, we got MCU shows, man. We back with the MCU and that is our shit. So we're there. We'll be back. So maybe you'll... What was his name? Yeah, to address your critique, we... SEJ. SEJ007. We're back, bro. We're going to be here for the next couple of months. We got content. We got content that we care about. So we'll be back. Shout out JT Stretch, five stars. Review just says, six stuff, bros. Keep it up. <laughs> See, straight to the point. I appreciate it. <laughs> that's amazing. Six stub. <laughs> yeah, that's it, dude. I love it. I don't even know what that means, but I'm in, I'm in it. I'm with it. That's all I need, dude. That's... Guys, everyone listening, we're so close to 500 on Apple US. We're at 498. We're so close. Damn. That's two, so close. Two more, y'all. We look. Dude, I've, I've been streaming uh, every once in a while lately, and Alex Coos has been jumping in there. I don't know. Alex has definitely probably left us a, a review. But. What's his handle, man? Let's give him a proper shout out on there. Yeah. I'll give him a shout out for sure because he's been a homie for sure. Oh shit, dude. We're actually over 500. We're at 502. Ooh. We fucking did it, dude. Yes. Ross, we did it, dude. Dude, we've been gunning for that for so long. I love it. It's A Coos 13. We got a lot of one stars, but somehow we still have maintained a five star rating. So thank you all. <laughs> You know, there's those people who walk on, who walk on lists, and they're like, "Damn, these guys just cuss too much." What if we just casually get to a thousand reviews, bro? Game of Thrones next show, dog, it's gonna blow up. We're gonna yeah, get I'm, there. I'm hyped for that spinoff. That's gonna be sick. All right, man. What else we got? We give a closeout. You know, what we didn't do. We have to go through all these fan questions. We have to go through some of them. So, y'all, we got some fan questions. Thank you, everyone who responded to Star Wars facts. These are all replies to there. Let me look. Let's see. Boba will not rule Mandora like in Legends, huh? And I'm going to say that this is the count was I beat my meat 335. <laughs> what the fuck? He's got a Darth Nihilius uh, photo, bro. So you know he's a Star Wars fan, but that is what a handle, man. Definitely a white guy burner account. So. Shout out, man. Thanks for responding. Uh, my answer for you is that, I, dude, no way Boba Fett's going to be Mandalore. It doesn't even seem like he cares about that shit. The way he reacted to Mandalore, he's like, Mandalore? What a joke. Yo, what is that shit? Yeah, I, I think he's way more interested in the Outer Rim. And yeah, like, man. He just took over Tatooine. You think he fucking cares about Mandalore has been destroyed? And it seems like they're giving that storyline to Din Djarin. Dude, that's yeah. where that's going. So that's where I say that's going. Okay. This guy has a prediction. This is it. Ben Solo kills Grogu. Bobo is the next titular Mandalorian. Din becomes a freelance for the New Republic. I'm going to say all these are wrong. This is from Luis John H. If you take what happened this episode and take it one-to-one, -one, what happens later on in the canon, then yes, it's very logical that Grogu could die, but also if you start bringing in other factors into it, 
Grogu could escape just like he did in Order 66. He could break off before then. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen. Yeah. And what was the last one? Din becomes a freelance for the New Republic. I mean, I guess he could become sort of like a hitman bounty hunter for the New Republic, but I don't think so either. His bounty hunter days are a little bit behind him, and he's going to become more invested in the Mandalorian culture. I could be way wrong. I could be way wrong with that, but that's where I'm setting. And I think that his storyline is going to come back and overlap with Grogu at some point. And he's got the Darksaber, bro. I mean, dude, he, they're setting him up to be the next Mandalore. I think season three and his storyline overall is going to be way more invested in Mandalore and the Darksaber, for sure. Okay, next one. Swaggy Master G. If he's this small at 50 years old, he's not going to be much bigger as a 70-year-old. Amen. <laughs> as we know, size matters not, bro. That's fucking Star Wars canon. Straight facts. Nothing to say on that. Kurt Creelman, our guy, always replying. He said, tell me you all saw him with his jetpack on. Yes. But yes. whatever, <laughs> dude. Don't care. <laughs> we, discuss, we discuss this. We accept it and move on. Okay, okay. Last two. Last two. I got two more. Henry Andres. Will this delete the sequels and do a new trilogy? No. no. <laughs> Those will be canon. Last one. Luke and Ahsoka are going to meet at some point. They've got a lot to talk about. I actually can see that happen. Boning? No. No. <laughs> no way, dude. She's like, I was just throwing that out there. She definitely got 20 years on him or some shit, at least. At least. Yeah, that's it. All right, yo, that's it. That's our Mandalorian finale wrap-up. It was a long one. A lot yeah. to talk about. Season overall, be something. That's what I'm going to say. Be something. 89. Overall, the entire season? Oh, the whole season? Uh, 83, 84. <laughs> exactly. Somewhere <laughs> down. Somewhere in the B range. All right, man. That's it. We'll be back. We're going to record three more pods this month. Probably we're going to do Tenet again. Well, we're going to watch Tenet. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. We're going to do... What else are we doing? Soul. And we're going to do Wonder Woman. Those three. And that's it. Loose, or Ross got P. So he's out. I'm out. See y'all later. Have a nice Christmas, everyone. Talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Later. Yo, y'all. Ross and one of my boys, Sam, are doing a little spinoff. They're talking video games. I don't fucking play video games like that. So I was like, let's do it, dude. Let's do a spinoff show that you guys will do. So, yeah, here's a little clip. Yeah, peep it. If you're into video games, check it out. We're going to be talking like everything you want to know. We're going to be talking just some random shit, just some hilarious shit like we talk on this pod. So if you guys don't fucking roast cyberpunk with all these glitches, then I don't oh. want it. We're, we're going to roast it. But <laughs> I'm, it, I don't think it deserves just to be roasted. Oh, dude, 100% it does, man. Oh. I have the PS5 version and it breaks down. Come on, dude. You're tripping. There's amazing things about it and there's terrible things about it. You got to you gotta recognize both. Oh, bro, that, but do you, take, you take that same approach with TV and movies? Yeah. 
What? Like, Hell Luke's, no, you critical Luke, as fuck. Luke's face was terrible, but so much of the episode was great. <laughs> this is this is only in this particular episode. I'm talking about scope of Yeah. Fine. Fine. I try to recognize the good and the bad. Okay. You know, that's a Game of Thrones quote. Stannis McManus right there. Fewer. Fewer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yes, that is the Stannis quote. The good doesn't wipe out the bad, and the bad doesn't wipe out the good. Is that genuinely a Stannis quote? Yeah. When he's talking about Davos, he's smuggling onions in to storm uh storm's end and he said he saved all the men but he's smuggling so he cuts his fingers off and he's like but he also knights him such a hypocrite fucking dumbass stannis is a little bit of a dumbass but then you just turn around do magic what are you even a whole different discussion but anyway okay i get what you're saying yeah either way stick around to listen to it if you're into gaming I think you'll on I honestly think you'll like it. Like I think we have something pretty good going. What is up, guys? My name's Sam Chams. I'm a streamer on Twitch. And it's my homie Ross. We went to college together, and we both have a strong passion for video games. Yes, preach. I've been streaming for about two years, just nonstop and loving it. And we decided to start a podcast together and just talk about our experiences gaming, talk about the new games coming out, what's hot, what's not. So, Sam, you were playing Cyberpunk? Yeah, my first chess trials of Cyberpunk today. Man, it was fucking yeah, initial fun. Thoughts. Initial thoughts. What, oh my what, God. What do you think? Sensory overload. No, like I just got confused as fuck multiple times. <laughs> Died. Wait, why? I don't know. I couldn't figure out how to ping these guys, bro. Like there's a certain situation I couldn't figure out how to ping players. Oh, when you're doing your hacks and shit like that? Yeah. I, I, yeah, there's some weird shit that I could not figure out. So, What kind of character did you make, by the way? Did you go Nomad or like what no, like that? Huge cock. Huge cock. Huge cock. Matt, That's cock. the only defining attribute of your character is just <laughs> cock ties. No, he's a Nomad. Nomad, and he's got purple beard and blue hair. Nice. So you went wacky style. Yeah, kind of hilarious, ridiculous. I, I modeled mine after like a anime character, and which is super fucking nerdy. But who cares? You know? Yeah, I love that about yeah. you. I went street street kid. Nice. That's what Jake did too. And I'm just going straight hacker mode, all hacks. But I don't know. Even with going all hackers, like I put all my points into intelligence and i've just been i've been trying to focus on hacking but i find myself just using shotguns like all the time because they're broke i feel like they're they are broke (laughs) they slap from distance if you're 15 meters or closer to them you just poke out and just blap them dude how do you balance how you want to play the game because if i was going into cyberpunk i would by myself i would play the game way different than i would if there was a bunch of people watching me and I knew I had to keep them entertained. I've gotten so used to playing with an audience that I don't think it changes for me. So I've been doing it for so long. It's just like... That's just become how you game. Yeah, it's just how I game. Yeah. So you don't feel the need to play off stream or anything like that? I do love playing off stream, especially the games like Call of Duty, like Warzone, because it's, you don't have to talk to chat. It's very, very chill. But 
I, I think that one of the biggest things is I don't need to play games off stream because I play them so much during the day that it almost just gets me my fix. Like, and I, and I, sh- and I shouldn't because if, I, if I'm streaming during the day and I'm playing afterwards then that's just too much video games in life in general. Yeah. So you got to keep that yeah. balance. I, I think it's the more important thing is balancing that as a streamer is, is balancing your life. I'm a streamer. I, I worked full time streaming. So I treat it as a, a job. I treat it as a day job. And then I try to separate it from my family. And, and it's hard because everybody's involved in social media. So it's really hard to separate work and social media. But that's my job. So I have to. Like, you just have to. Otherwise, you get overworked, exhausted. That makes sense. You got to go out and live your life, man. You got to do your thing. Do your thing. Make things happen. I wonder what the next game's going to be, though. I'm always just looking, looking for that next game. Do you have any games you're excited for? I was excited for Cyberpunk. And then that came I'm out. I'm stoked it's here, but... I don't know if a game can thrive for so long without online play. They kind of need the player versus player aspect. I'm assuming you saw like how big it is on Twitch right now. It's has over a million viewers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the top viewed game on Twitch or top watch game, but I don't know how long it can sustain that with just being a story game. Yeah. A single player. Yeah. Story game, even though single player games are great and they have their place just like online games. It's just a different type of experience. For sure. hundred percent. But with DLC coming out too, that does help it. And it has a lot of replayability. One of the big draws of Cyberpunk is your playthrough is going to be way different than anyone else's. Yeah. So many decisions that you can make. What is up, guys? My name's Sam Champs. I'm a streamer on Twitch. And it's my homie Ross. We went to college together. And we both have a strong passion for video games. Yes, preach. I've been streaming for about two years, just nonstop and loving it. And we decided to start a podcast together and just talk about our experiences gaming, talk about the new games coming out, what's hot, what's not. So, Sam, you were playing Cyberpunk? Yeah, my first chess trials of Cyberpunk today. Man, it was fucking yeah, initial fun. Thoughts. Initial thoughts. What, oh my what, God. What do you think? Sensory overload. No, like, I just got confused as fuck multiple times. <laughs> Died. Wait, Why? I don't know. I couldn't figure out how to ping these guys, bro. Like, there's a certain situation I couldn't figure out how to ping players. Oh, when you're doing your hacks and shit like that? Yeah. I, I, yeah, there's some weird shit that I could not figure out. So, what kind of character did you make, by the way? Did you go Nomad or like no, what like that? Huge cock. Huge cock. Huge cock. Matt, That's cock. the only defining attribute of your character is just <laughs> cock ties. No, he's a nomad. Nomad, and he's got purple beard and blue hair. Nice. So, you went wacky style? Yeah. Kind of hilarious, ridiculous. I, I modeled mine after like a anime character, and which is super fucking nerdy. But who cares? You yeah, know? yeah, I love that about yeah. you. I went street street kid. Nice. That's what Jake did too. And I'm just going straight hacker mode, all hacks. But I don't know. Even with going all hackers, like I put all my points into intelligence, and I've just been I've been trying to focus on hacking, but I find myself just using shotguns like all the time. Because they're broke, I feel like. They are bro- They are broke. They slap from distance. If you're 15 meters or closer to them, you just poke out and just blap them, dude. How do you balance how you want to play the game? Because if I was going into Cyberpunk, I would, by myself, I would play the game way different than I would if there was a bunch of people watching me. And I knew I had to keep them entertained. I've gotten so used to playing with an audience that I don't think it changes for me. So I've been doing it for so long. It's just like... That's just become how you game. Yeah, it's just how I game. Yeah. So you don't feel the need to play off stream or anything like that? I do love playing off stream, especially the games like Call of Duty, like Warzone, because it's, you don't have to talk to chat. It's very, very chill. But 
I, I think that one of the biggest things is I don't need to play games off stream because I play them so much during the day that it almost just gets me my fix. Like, and I, and I, sh- and I shouldn't because if I, if I'm streaming during the day and I'm playing afterwards and that's just too much video games in life in general. Yeah. So you got to keep that yeah. balance. I, I think it's the more important thing is balancing that as a streamer is, is balancing your life. I'm a streamer. I, I worked full time streaming. So I treat it as a, a job. I treat it as a day job. And then I try to separate it from my family. And, and it's hard because everybody's involved in social media. So it's really hard to separate work and social media. But that's my job. So I have to. Like, you just have to. Otherwise, you get overworked, exhausted. That makes sense. You got to go out and live your life, man. You got to do your thing. Do your thing. Make things happen. I wonder what the next game's going to be, though. I'm always just looking, looking for that next game. Do you have any games you're excited for? I was excited for Cyberpunk. And then that came I'm out. Not... I'm stoked it's here, but. I don't know if a game can thrive for so long without online play. They kind of need the player versus player aspect. I'm assuming you saw like how big it is on Twitch right now. It's has over a million viewers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the top viewed game on Twitch or top watch game, but I don't know how long it can sustain that with just being a story game. Yeah. A single player. Yeah. Story game, even though single player games are great and they have their place just like online games. It's just a different type of experience. For sure, hundred percent. But with DLC coming out too, that does help it, and it has a lot of replayability. One of the big draws of Cyberpunk is your playthrough is going to be way different than anyone else's. Yeah, so many decisions that you can make. 